Hi, I am Christopher Coles II, and you are listening to On the Road to Perfection, presented by Wholly Owned and Operated, created, produced, and 100% unscripted by my mom and dad, Beth and Christopher Coles. This podcast is them talking about our faith, what they believe, and how they share it, but also about how they have messed up and how to help you not mess up in your faith. Combined, they have over 60 years of strong Catholic faith and commitment. They walk around our neighborhood talking about faith, morals, how to live in this world but not of it, science and faith, and a formidable repertoire of music, the same way they talk about and live it at home, where I hear it every waking hour of every day. They also share their stumbles and falls, many of which you are probably familiar with. This podcast is completely unscripted and unedited, and as such, it is just them talking as they always have to me for over two decades. And I hope you are able to get a piece of what I have gotten all my life. Now, from Wholly Owned and Operated, On the Road to Perfection, a different kind of podcast, by my mom and dad, Beth and Christopher Coles. Thank you and bless you and praise you and adore you in all your works and love and sacrifice. We ask you to be with us and send your spirit upon us as we walk and talk about some tough things today. Well, it could be tough for some people, but it's glorious in the same at the same time. And we pray that what we say glorifies you and that our listener hears what you would have them hear and that we say what you would have us say. Father Almighty, protect us and help us to love you more each and every day. For these and all his mercies, God's holy name be praised. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sudden death. Yeah. We're talking about death. And I think I'm going to just pop out here and say, um, why aren't we walking there? No. <laughs> You're already wondering. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we haven't really done this before, but I'd like to dedicate this uh, episode to our good and dear friend, uh, David Cooper, yeah. uh, who two weeks ago uh, died suddenly at the yeah. tender age of 48. Um, and we offer this in thanksgiving for his life and in support for his lovely and wonderful wife, Susan, and uh, their uh, courageous and virtuous son, Cole. Uh, Death is a funny thing um, because it's the one thing in life that everyone experiences uh, after the other thing in life everyone experiences, which is birth. And, uh, or I should say, conception. Um, the uh, everything else in between is what makes our life and being who we're supposed to be and doing what we're supposed to do uh, 
tells us the uniqueness of who we are and what we're here for. And uh, there is no repeatable person on earth, never has been, never is, never, never will be, be. Uh, even even twins. And we have twins in our family and mm-hmm. they have taken the paths that uh, God has placed before them and with their own talents and skills and, yeah. and faith. So, um, death is hard to understand primarily because nobody actually knows 100% what happens. Right. Um, but we are informed by our faith and by Jesus himself uh, and scripture uh, so we can have great faith that you know what we've been told is true and uh, a lot of folks are confused about uh, the, you know, the the process of, of death when we die what what happens and you know <clears throat> when is judgment and how are we judged and, and all that? I think the first thing that we need to understand is that we are not judged the way we would judge. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Um, our God is just and merciful, doesn't hold grudges, and He knows our hearts completely. When we die, we have a... Um, an, an individual judgment personal judgment personal that's judgment the that's the it. that's the phrase and uh, essentially um, your life is borne out before you and you can do nothing but say yep that's me that that's that's who I was and what I did um, and from that we are uh, uh, we, well, I'd say we are ushered off to, but I think we kind of usher ourselves off to uh, one of three destinations. Well, one of two destinations, one with a stop. The we are either uh, we have either condemned ourselves to eternity in hell, or uh, we have heaven awaiting us and whether we go directly to heaven or are in purgatory to cleanse ourselves because nothing imp- <coughs> imperfect or unclean can enter heaven right. <coughs> then uh, that's it you know that but the, there should be no mistake we are we are eternal creatures in the sense that we will spend eternity somewhere. Right. Whether our eternal reward is heaven or hell is up to us. And so we can say, well, I knew this person. He was a great person. And, you know, so I'm sure he's in heaven. And we can pray as if they are. We can, you know, there are several men whom I rely on. And I've, I've added David, you know, to to pray for me, whether they're in purgatory or in heaven. Um, and I ask the Lord to bring them to heaven if they are not. Hi there. 
there, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, the we have to recognize, and this is a, a tough thing to grasp too, that uh, if our Lord is merciful and just, there are people in hell, and there are people in heaven whom we wouldn't ourselves expect to be. Right. Um, you know, we have to be open to the idea, for instance, that Hitler may be in heaven. Um, because, because God knows everything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the church declares saints, which declares them in heaven, but the church never declares somebody in hell. Um, and, uh, because we have evidence of people being in heaven, the miracles worked through their intercession, uh, for instance, um, and the church saying that they are in heaven doesn't put them in heaven. No. It is simply the church saying, we recognize that they're this in, is yeah, where they are, that they're in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, there's a lot of science, you know, that when we die, there's still some sense of consciousness for up to even an hour uh, afterwards. Um, and I don't know enough about that to, you know, speak well on it. Me neither. Um, when someone dies, particularly in our presence, it's, it's traumatic. Um, particularly when unexpected. But that in it of itself is a, is a sign of our merciful God. Because if we didn't have heartbreak, if we didn't have fond memories uh, of people, uh, then, uh, then we would know there really isn't a God. Because God is love. And, and when that love is is tested or there is a, a, a gap in distance or time, we get sad. It's natural to get sad in death. Uh, and Because as we've spoken about before, death was not the original plan. Right, right. Adam and Eve were supposed to chill there, you know, and be fruitful and multiply. And the wrong choice was made, and as we've discussed before, they spent our inheritance. Um, so, The silence is because we're trying to figure out which way to go <laughs> on the street, not on in our street. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, death is a, I think the analogy has been said before, death is a door mm-hmm. to a continuation of life in a different manner than we 
than we know it. Um, and that, uh, that continuation, because we on this side of the door can't touch it, is sometimes a scary mystery. In yeah, the, the, the tabernacle that, that God had Moses and the Israelites build in the desert, that then the temple was um, um, constructed after its you know, um, floor plan, basically. There's the, the, the veil between the sanctuary and the Holy of Holies. Yep. And only the priests could go beyond the veil into the presence of God in the Ark of the Covenant. Um, and, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible tells us that that veil was torn in two. And what that tells us, that that is so significant because it, it tells us that Christ has unveiled, Christ has revealed his Father to us in, in a way that has, has never been done before. Um, there was always an intercessor, you know, Moses could talk to God and then tell the people what God said. Um, the concept of calling God our Father that Jesus introduced by teaching us the Lord's Prayer is solidified in that moment of the veil being torn in two and Christ opening heaven for us. Because prior to that, heaven was closed. Right. <clears throat> there, nobody, there, there wasn't, you know, when, when Christ died, he, he released all the souls that were waiting for heaven. Right. And, and, yep. and took them to heaven. And then through Christ's resurrection, he shows us what the plan is yep. for, for all of us. And that's the, the resurrection of the dead at the end of time, at the final judgment. Right, yeah. So the final judgment is that uh, separating of sheep and goats it's where uh, we get to see the beatific vision if we are not there already um, or recognize our yeah truly our uh, culpability and and self-condemnation to to hell um, and the 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 process of death being that 
thing that we have to go through <laughs> for eternal life with God um, is... Yeah, I, I don't think it's something we should dread. No. Um, we certainly don't need to hurry it along because God wants us to enjoy life. Right. Um, but when, you know, we pray for folks who are sick and we ask the Lord to heal them and then they die, sometimes we're we're left with the, but I prayed for healing. And we don't recognize that uh, heaven is the ultimate healing. Right. And uh, if, if someone is worthy of that, even purgatory, in whatever cleansing they're going through, it's a hope-filled healing. Uh, because you know that heaven is the ultimate destination in when you're in purgatory so I find great solace when I've prayed for someone's healing or even their miraculous healing that um, you know God could well have answered my prayer in in a way even more profound than I even understand right through their death their, right their physical death yeah so when we die, we get, um, you know, let, we'll talk a little bit about about heaven. I think, you know, everybody has their images of, of hell. <laughs> and, you know, in terms of heaven, whether there are different levels and that sort of stuff, I don't, I don't necessarily understand. I mean, if you're, if you're pure enough to enter into heaven, there shouldn't be any higher level of purity, I guess, from my perspective. But, I, you know, that's, that's way beyond my theological noggin. Um, but, you know, people want to know, well, will I see my loved one in heaven? And, you know, the answer is, well, if they're there and you're there, yes, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and you'll see everybody and, you know, well, you know, what about my spouse? Yes, but you won't be married. Right. Jesus tells us there's no marriage in heaven. Right. Uh, and and you can find the reason for that in Revelation. Yeah. And 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 will there will there be? Um, well, will I have a special attachment or affinity for Beth, for instance? Um, and uh, that I don't know because you know if you're loving perfectly and and in the presence of God, then you're loving everybody. Uh, yeah. The, the same, if, if you will, you know, yeah. at the highest possible level. It's, such, it's stuff and, we can't comprehend, but right. it's so much better and more beautiful than where we are right, right now. Yeah. That's the... That's I guess kind of like being married to everybody. Well, you're, you're married to Christ. <laughs> right. Everybody is married to Christ. And yeah. so that's the, you know, the, this, and, and that's why the image of the church as bride and Christ, the bridegroom, and the fact that the church, we are the church, the body of Christ, the people, you know, it's not an institution that Christ is married to. It's every individual. Right. And so that perfect love, it's just like we can't comprehend how there's one God and three persons, and it's the love 
of the Father, the Lover, and Christ the Son, the Beloved, that, you know, forms this third person, the Holy Spirit, as... Which is, you know... Reasonably that, theologically sound, but not the whole picture. Right. That the... the Right, that's just one aspect of right, it. Right, right. Um, but that's what we're... That's what we're entering into. We're entering into that Trinitarian relationship uh, in in a very unique way that we just don't get here on Earth. Yeah. You know, we just can't quite get it. And, you know, I, I it's one of the reasons why I, I love the song I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. Mm -hmm. Because it really is... We, we can only imagine it. We can't do anything more than that you know we've, we've got some visions from saints that that can show us little glimpses of what heaven is like um, we've got the the you know the kingdom is like this and the kingdom is like that that Jesus gives us in the Gospels um, but we can you know we can hope, and that, that's what the theological virtue of hope is for. Um. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, in the last minute that we have, um, that hope is, is something I want to help, help folks to, to, to think about when they're struck, as we were, that very early Wednesday morning, two weeks ago, um, how to deal with the sudden news of a sudden death or even the news of a, of, of a death uh, when you experience it. You know, Beth got this, got this text. It was 5.30 in the morning and she just collapsed on the kitchen floor. And uh, she could barely get out the words that David has died. And of course, that was a shock to me. But we learned... You know, six, seven years ago, by chance, or by the workings of the Holy Spirit, that the first thing we do is we pray. And, you know, so the first thing I said, I grabbed Beth and I was holding her on the floor and I said, Jesus, I trust in you. And then we prayed the Lord's Prayer because that's what he taught us to pray. Yep. And so when at a loss for what to say, we say what he told us to say. And, you know, and we prayed for Susan, we prayed for Cole, and we, uh, we prayed the 23rd Psalm uh, and uh, asked for the Lord's strength in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead. Um, and that... And then we went to Mass at 8.15. We went to Mass at 8.15. And, and, you know, that's all a game changer that puts everything in the Lord's hands and allows you to be his instruments for the bereaved uh, and for the families and the extended friends while at the same time uh, dealing with your own loss. And to me that's a great gift uh, to recognize that. Um, and so I would leave this conversation with, with that instruction uh, when when faced with sudden death 
and faced with uh, tragic loss that we don't understand, it is at that exact moment that our faith and our hope and our love is uh, is asked of and we can only respond with Jesus I trust in you saying a prayer anything that you're just used to praying and and leaving the situation the individual and the family in the hands of our most awesome God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of On the Road to Perfection, a different kind of podcast by my parents, Beth and Christopher Coles. This podcast took time, effort, and money to create, and we ask that you visit wholeyownedandoperated.com that's H-O-L-Y-OwnedAndOperated.com to donate and check out the massive amounts of free stuff we have available. We are a nonprofit organization and as such are tax deductible. So please donate when you visit our website. Also, sign up for our newsletter for free. We send it out weekly to inform you of our new content and upcoming events. Once again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of On the Road to Perfection, a different kind of podcast created by my mom and dad, and produced by Wholly Owned and Operated. God bless.